Amen, amen, be seated. I want us this morning to remember uh, a couple people. Um, uh, Andy Nelson, we have been praying for Andy uh, along with his brother who uh, has been fighting cancer. Uh, and yesterday morning, Andy's brother passed away. Uh, Andy is back in LaBelle at this moment. Uh, I don't know if he's going back, but uh, just pray for Andy and his other brother and family. Keep them in your prayers. And then I learned yesterday that uh, Miss Linda Ryder-Smith had a small stroke on Friday. Uh, was taken by helicopter to Gulf Coast. Uh, yesterday when we called, she was sitting up eating lunch. Um, and hopefully things will continue to, to improve. But uh, remember, Linda uh, and Tommy, uh, in, your, in your prayers. Uh, keep them in your prayers. Uh, also keep uh, Pastor Preston. He's been under the weather, as you know, since Wednesday. Um, and some of it is uh, as precaution, uh, just making sure uh, that he's okay. So uh, just continue to remember him. All righty. If you have your Bibles, guess what? Turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. And I'd like to read verses 7 through 12. I'll be honest, I almost just passed this passage by. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Paul, we know in his ministry, he went to so many different places. He went to Macedonia, he went to Troas, he went, you know, just different towns. And I read this, and then I thought, well, you know, but then the Lord has his ways of bringing us back to stories. And uh, so Acts chapter 20, beginning verse 7. Uh, On the first day of the week, we assembled to break bread. Paul spoke to them, and since he was about to depart the next day, he kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the room upstairs where we were assembled. And a young man named Eutychus was sitting on a window sill and sank into a deep sleep. As Paul kept on talking, when he was overcome by sleep, he fell from the third story And was picked up dead. But Paul went down, bent over him, embraced him, and said, Don't be alarmed, because he's alive. After going upstairs and breaking the bread and eating, Paul talked a long time into dawn. Then he left, and they brought the boy home alive and were greatly comforted. Now, this morning, as we look at this story, and I laugh a little bit, but but because uh, I think of a lot of uh, different stories I could tell. But this morning, I believe that Eutychus can be an object lesson for us as we prepare for the Lord's Supper this morning. One of the things that I believe in this story that we can declare from it, from Eutychus, there was a young man sitting in a windowsill. Uh, the preacher was going on and on and on. He ever been there? You know, you know. Some of y'all can think of that. You know, and uh, but you know, preaching to midnight, and he fell out of the window, three stories dead. You know, I look at that, and what was Paul's words? Paul's words was, "He's alive. He's alive." One of the objects that I can that I believe we can take from the Lord's Supper is that the Lord's Supper is a reminder to us that Jesus is still alive. Amen.
that Jesus is still alive. The second thing that I believe from this story, and I'm going to come back to this, but the Lord's Supper it also is an opportunity for us to be comforted in the sense of, you think of the disciples on the day that Jesus died. On that Resurrection Sunday, uh, even though it was Resurrection Sunday, a lot of people hadn't realized that. And there was a lot of people who were discouraged. And there was a lot of people who thought everything was, was a waste. And think about us today. People today are in need of comfort. And so, you know, here the Lord's Supper is a reminder to us of an opportunity to, to, to be comforted. And then the third thing that I'm going to get into today um, uh, is that the Lord's Supper also is an invitation. Uh, an invitation to get started. Here, Jesus was raised from the dead and came back to his disciples, and he shared with them uh, about getting started in the ministry. So those are the things I want us to look at uh, this morning in this passage of Scripture. But, you know, note some things with me. They met on the first day of the week. And a lot of the early churches in that day uh, observed or participated in the Lord's Supper every Sunday. That was part of their worship. And so it was tradition that they would celebrate the Lord's Supper every time that they met. And so in this, we find that Eutychus fell asleep. And, you know, I, I won't tell you how many of you fall asleep when I'm preaching. Um, and, and I don't preach that long, but uh, I know how it is on some Sundays, you know. It's been a rough night last night. and uh, But some of us can remember those days back when. Do you remember? I, I have pictures of, uh, in my mind of a country church. The windows open, because in that day there was not air conditioned. Windows were open. And usually the men in the back either had a spit tune on the floor or right outside the window. Now, and, and, and let me tell you, they could hit it every time. And so as little kids, not me, of course, but as little kids, you know, they wanted to know what that spit tune Well, it only would take you one time to find out what that spit tune was. But, but you know, kids, if a, if a window is open, they're going to check it out. They're either going to go in it, through it, around it, you know, something to check out that window. Uh, also, years ago, when windows were open in church, uh, sometimes it, it was surprising what came in those windows during church. You know, you might have a four-legged friend that comes to, to, to visit, or you might have a lizard that comes to visit, and it always created some type of uh, excitement. But here we find that Eutychus, a young man. Now, we don't know if he was married. We don't know if his parents were there. You know, we don't know those things. But I, I have a feeling that, you know, as he fell out of that window, I, I, I have a feeling someone screamed. Don't you think? Oh, you know, someone screamed. Someone hollered. Uh, uh, and I'm sure someone said, he's dead. And then it says that Paul went out of the building and in some translations said he laid on him and others said he, he went upon him. But we find that he was declared alive. Way back then. See, this was new to a lot of the Jews. This was new to a lot of the people of those days. They wasn't really sure about these Christians that were having the Lord's Supper every Sunday. This, this was strange practice. They said, what are you eating? You know, and, 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 and then there was even these four far-telling stories that, well, were they eating themselves? 
And, and, and so, you know, you see the emphasis placed on here. He's alive and he's going home. It was important that he would go home. We find in, in this story, the remembrance to me, as we look at this young man, he's alive, but to be, remember that it, our Savior who died for us, but he lives even today. And so as we think about that in this, Eutychus lived. And that's the promise that we have also this morning through our Lord Jesus Christ. is not because of us, but because of the Lord, we too can live with him in eternity. But you know, it also finds in this passage of Scripture the importance of breaking bread. These people took this young man home alive. Uh, they were comforted. Um, and here we find this this, the comfort that this brought. Excuse me. There have been young men and women who have come home from the battlefield, from Afghanistan and other parts, and some of them that do tell their stories. For some of them, uh, it is very hard um, because all the memories they have during a war time uh, and being shot at and seeing their buddies killed. Uh, but there was one young man that he came home from Afghanistan and, and, and he did share of his experiences. And he said, I am so glad to be home because finally I have the comfort that I needed. He said on the battlefield and certain areas that we were in, there was never comfort in the sense of feeling that we were safe. The comfort of, quote, having those that you love. But he said, since I have been home, now I can play ball with my son. I can now spend time with my wife. You know, in our world today, I think there's a lot of people that are still very uncomfortable in our world today. I want us to, to realize that Jesus is still the only one that can bring us the comfort that we need. And even when we feel out of sorts, and even when we don't feel like things are going right, realize that Jesus brings peace. You know, the songs that we sang this morning, all of them were great. Uh, but the last one's always special to me. You know, Jesus, my Messiah, you know, as I hear that, as I sing that, it brings comfort, it brings, you know, assurance. And I hope that we see today that as we take of the Lord's Supper, that we also will see the comfort that Jesus provides. You know, even when Jesus was, was crucified and put in the tomb and on that resurrection Sunday, he came to his disciples. He knew that they would be distraught, even though he taught them, even though he told them that he was coming back. He went to comfort them. I think that's important because in our world today, just like Jesus knew his disciples needed that comfort, people today need Comforting. They need some stability. And our Lord Jesus Christ can bring that stability. And, and, and so one of the things I believe when we take of the Lord's Supper, we're reminded of what Jesus can do. And the stability that he can bring. But also the Lord's Supper, as we partake of this, of this I, I, I think we can also be reminded that we are... For some, maybe even today, the beginning of a spiritual journey. Maybe today there's someone who says, you know, I've never trusted in Jesus Christ. I've never put my faith in him. But today, I 
want that comfort, but I also want to get started on a spiritual journey. Now, I read a story. It says it's true. I, 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 I don't say I find it far-fetched, but, uh, but in 1847, there was a young man named Holman Walsh. He loved to fly kites. And so he had been waiting, and there was a kite flying contest. So he got his best kite, he got a lot of string, and he stood on the Canadian bank of the Niagara River. Now, if you're not familiar with that, the Niagara River is what separates Canada and the United States at that point. And so he began flying his kite um, began flying his kite, and the wind was just right, and his kite took off, and eventually his kite went all the way across the Niagara River to the point that an American on the American side was able to touch the string of his kite. Now, you say, well, big deal. Well, it was a big deal, because in that day, getting across was very difficult. And so you know what they did? Eventually, they, well, not eventually, they took his string that went across, and then they took his string and hooked a cord to it, and then he pulled the cord over, and eventually ropes, eventually cables, and eventually, a year later, a bridge was built in that very spot. Because at that time, there wasn't bridges between the two. Now, up... Through the years, 15 bridges were built on the Niagara River. I think only five are left today. But it began when a boy took a kite and let it fly to the other side. Now you think, oh, that's not a big deal. You see, our journey in Jesus Christ can be just like that kite. Beginning, the wind takes it, brings it to a point, man touches it, and things begin to happen. You see, our Lord, as we are here today to profess our faith in Jesus Christ, and just like that journey, you know, began and started, and it went over, and a new journey began. Now, that contest in 18, whatever it was, you know what the grand prize was? Was it 1837? $5. Now, I know some people today say, oh, I ain't, I, it, the kite costs more than $5. But in 1837, $5 was pretty good. He got $5, but he got a lot more because he began a journey. And I want us to see today, as we partake of the Lord's Supper, that what we have, we need to make a connection. We need to make a connection with the one that it really matters, and that is a connection with our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to connect with him. And we need to see the importance of that. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. As we just think of Eutychus in this story, a young man that was trying to stay awake, listen to a preacher. And Lord, even though he couldn't stay awake, you spared his life. And how he walked away that night alive in the sense to go home and to share what God has done. Lord, even in our world today, when death is around us, when discouragement 
is around us. When the lack of hope for some. Lord, I pray that we would see. That you are still the one. That can take death and bring life. Lord, today as we partake of the Lord's Supper. May we be reminded how you took death. And brought life to us. And Lord, even for us as we will die. You also, because of our relationship with you, will bring us to everlasting life. Lord, we thank you in your son's name. Amen.